Welcome to the Center for Diversity Leadership, where we are supporting school leaders together across the nation as they create school cultures that ensure all students are seen, valued, celebrated, and heard. I am Dr. Ryan Daniel. And I am Xavier Reed. And we are your fellows in this work. Xavier, welcome to the Fellows Network. I am so excited to work with you this year. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners more about you and why you became a fellow? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be a part of this journey with you and being able to, to learn alongside of you and also to be able to connect with other educators across the country. And, um, you know, a little bit about myself as I am a principal um, in Wyzetta, Minnesota. And so uh, this is my third year in that role. And, um, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to be a fellow alongside of you is just be able to continue the important work that we um, are in as, as building leaders. Um, you know, my why, uh, which I, you know, I have a poster on my wall that says, remember your why, um, is important to me. And it's important to me because, um, you know, it's about, it's about kids. It's about that next generation. And I always, you know, it's, it's important to remember that we in our schools have the next generation of everything, every job, every occupation, every career is in our schools. And um, I really just want to be able to have a big impact on that. Tell us a little bit about your why. That 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 is amazing, and I I love this part because you know I am elementary, Xavier is middle, and typically you know elementary and middle school folk they don't really get, they don't get to hang out together, so I have to remain cool so that my middle school partner likes hanging out with the elementary principal. Um, but uh, I am a principal in the state of Maryland. I'm super excited to begin my eighth year um, as a principal. And I think when I when I think of my why specifically, um, just as a, um, a leader of color and also a leader um, in the same school district that I grew up in, you know, I love to be kind of a, a mirror to our students for them to be able to see what they can be, that they are not a product of their environments, not a product of their neighborhoods. And, um, you know, I love the opportunity that we get as school leaders um, to really reimagine education every single day um, for students, for, for staff members, for community um, members as well. And I think one of the reasons why I wanted to become a fellow because I love the power of networking and being able to learn um, from other leaders across the world. I am super excited um, to learn from you this this year, Xavier and beyond, and just excited for what we, you know, what we're going to do as a as a center. Um, so the Center for Diversity Leadership, you know, our goals um, for our center is is truly to curate content for um, each of you on how to support school buildings and school communities that may look like you and that may not. You know, how do you support a community that your your cultural different there are cultural differences or your backgrounds may not be the same. So, um, you know, our three goals are promoting best leadership practices related to cultural responsiveness and inclusion, um, amplifying the voices of leaders of color, and then also providing action-oriented approaches and researches, resources for leaders around equity, diversity, and inclusion. We want you to be able to take away each time you come to a meetup, you join us for a Twitter chat, or you just listen to us on the podcast on your way home or to work, we want you to be able to get something that you can turn key into your um, leadership practices. 
So today we're talking about the importance of school leaders creating a shared voice in their school communities. I think this topic is so important, Xavier. What about you? Yeah, this topic is very important. Um, and this topic is is important for as a school leader because we can't do this work by ourselves. No, regardless of the the situation that we're in in the school building, regardless of um, you know how many years of experience you've had, um, this this work has to be collective. It has to be um, done in partnership, and you have different stakeholders within you know your school community. You have you know the teaching staff, you have the administrative staff, you also have you know families, and you have students as well. And so between all of those different stakeholders, how do we um, you know encompass all of those different voices, perspectives, and help that to be seen? This is a perfect time to talk about this as we are getting ready um, to start the school year because. For many principals and many leaders, the summer work was really trying to build that shared um, leadership and that shared that shared voice within their schools. I love the word that you use, collective and partnership, because you know oftentimes we think that the leader, um, the leader has to be in charge of everything, right? The leader is the only one that's moving the work. But um, when we think of like the word collective and partnership, is really getting buy-in. I think we get buy-in from our school community when we listen to the voices um, of our school community. I say all the time to my teachers, everyone that is affected by the work must affect the work. Mm -hmm. And we're in this together. So what what are some strategies principals can use to um, involve like their teachers, their students, and parents um, in developing and possibly redefining um, shared language? You know, honestly, one of the one of the easiest and maybe maybe hardest for some people um, strategy is is walking into that position, walking into that work with humility, and walking into it with humility because as leaders, I I know that there sometimes is a as a pressure to be able to be the person that maybe has to solve issues, solve problems. Maybe you know you feel the 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 urge to to have all the answers, but being able to walk in humility and walk into spaces and not know what the answer is going to be and let people know, I need your support. I, you are the expert, you know, in the classroom, you are the expert as a parent of this child um, that's in our school building and being able to just be um, humble about that, um, I think is important. Um, I think, you know, it's always important to get provide avenues for voices to be heard. So, you know, with different stakeholders that might look different for your students, that might be an opportunity for them to sit down um, with you and for, you know, to have some listening sessions with students um, on what their experience has been at school, what are their needs for this upcoming school year, um, you know, historically, you know, how have they been able to be, be supported while they've been in school. For me as a middle school principal, you know, our students are coming in with, you know, seven years of experience of being a part of or six years of experience being a part of the, the K-12 system. And so they really know what they need. Um, it's about helping them to articulate that. And I think with families, um, that's important too. One of the one of the um, great things that we did last year was we actually had a, um, a listening session with families um, of students that were accessing our prayer space. Um, so in our building, we have a prayer space um, for students. And so as learners, because myself and and my staff, none of us, um, you know, are are of the Muslim faith and don't um, pray, aren't praying um, during school. So we wanted to know, 
kind of what has been the norm? What are the expectations from families? How can we support them better? And it was just a, a great conversation that allowed us to do a lot of learning um, rather than, you know, implementing um, policies. I did something very, very similar to that, um, to your listening sessions. I had um, focus groups and um, one of the things that I wanted to um, learn in my um, my first year as a principal um, at my first school. So I have I've had the opportunity to lead two school communities. My first school community was a very large um, Hispanic population. However, what I had noticed was that my Hispanic population and my African-American population of students, of families, they, they just were, were not getting along. And so I wanted to do some listening sessions. So I did a focus group with um, our Hispanic families and then a focus group with our African-American families um, just to kind of find the needs, the desires, some of their frustrations and challenges. And then I brought them together. And I think the biggest strategy that principals, assistant principals can really use in developing and then even possibly redefining, because at that moment I was redefining what shared language look, looked like um, from when I got there to like from now. Um, I think being able to listen to um, to each of the the the, um, the subgroups and demographics, all of the stakeholders, I think is really important. I'm finding the trends uh, between each of uh, the populations or groups that they're listening to, um, but then even creating decision making processes that facilitate, you know, students and families and community engagement, um, so that everyone understands like the goals of the school. I think that's super um, important for school leaders to um, ensure that they are creating buy-in by sharing the the language and the, the goals with everyone. I think so often we think that we just need to be sharing it with our staff. Like they're the only ones that need to know kind of which way the train is moving, but why not share that information with the students? Why not share that information um, you know, with our our community stakeholders. And I think that's a great way to really buy, get the buy-in um, when we're talking about involving um, all of all of our stakeholders um, into like the the language and voice of you know your particular school. And that's I think that that's so important um, when we are in those spaces and we are you know trying to to gather, that information or, you know, being able to provide that opportunity is that as leaders, we don't, we're not dominating that conversation or that space with our thoughts and our opinions. And um, I think we have to have some intentionality within, you know, trying to invoke some conversation, trying to encourage maybe even some disagreement. I think that that's something that is important, that productive conflict is important. Um, and it's also, you know, making it clear to your to whoever you're working with, whatever stakeholder it is that as a leader, you're a learner in that space and that you can provide some perspective, but you're not, you're not trying to come in and just make decisions and trying to tell them what needs to happen. I think it goes a long way in trying to build that, um, that shared voice. And we, and we know it's not easy. We know it, you know, we can, we can give leaders all of these different strategies, but you know, what works um, best for my school building may not work necessarily best for yours. What works at the elementary level may not work at the middle school level. So what what do you think are some challenges that um, schools may face 
um, when they are establishing this shared um, shared voice among their entire school community? You know, I think uh, there's a couple of things. I think, um, you know, sometimes uh, people get attuned to and used to just kind of of not having their voices be a part of, you know, com you know, different conversations, different spaces. And so when you give them that opportunity, they don't quite know what to do with that. I think sometimes that comes up with students a lot. It can come up with staff too. And I think one of the biggest challenges is trying to like establish what shared voice looks like um, and getting people used to being in that space and, and being able to, um, being able to share what their thoughts are, their experiences are. I think, um, you know, sometimes in society, we get so used to it just being a top-down approach. You're being told what you're going to do or what, you know, expectations are. And, you know, when someone asks you, when, when someone, you know, goes out of the way and asks you what your opinion is on this or what should we, what are some ideas that you have or some thoughts on that, it, it, it sometimes is hard to be able to enter that conversation. And so it, it takes time. I think that it takes time. Um, and it takes a lot of intentionality in, in, in having those conversations happen, but also as a leader, being aware that, you know, of the work that needs to, to happen. I think for myself, I've seen a lot of progress um, with, um, you know, teacher voice in our building and um, really them being able to see themselves as leader under, leaders and understand um, kind of just the concept of what that that means as a as a teacher leader because that's different from an administrator but um it you know the challenges are going to be there I think just understanding and assessing clearly where your where your building is at and understanding where 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 people are at yeah I love you you said something that stood out to me and it was that intentionality I think that that is the challenge there is like how intentional are you being with creating the shared language because I think oftentimes we and we as in school leaders because we're so task oriented we know we got to get the things done um sometimes we may not be intentional about creating the time the space um for the opportunities to build this shared language because we're always oh we got to get this done this has to be done this deadline is coming up and I think so I think the biggest challenge that we have is that um we don't take the time to be intentional when it comes to um creating the shared language um or we pass it on to someone else to do and I think as a school leader, everyone is waiting for the direction from the leader. And so, yes, we can have equity leads. We can have our, um, you know, our assistant principals do some of this, some of the work. But the reality of it is, is that people are looking for the voice of the leader to kind of start the work because then it's it's almost like you, you, the person is driving the car. And after the person gets the car car started and going forward, then it's like, okay, I'm on the bus now. I'm riding it. And so I think that as leaders that that's sometimes our biggest challenge because our plate is so full of all of the things that are important oftentimes we don't see the um the need uh to be intentional of creating um that shared language and so we have to be very strategic about um, embedding it in like our leadership team meetings um in our our monthly staff meetings 
of giving opportunities where we're we're constantly building on. And I think the other challenge is that we, we, we want it to happen right now. We want everybody to jump on the boat and be ready to paddle forward. But the reality of it is, is that that is not going to happen. And so I think sometimes our ex, our own expectations can be a challenge for us as school leaders. Like we know where we need to go as a school community, but we sometimes often can can kind of hinder ourselves. I know that I can do that sometimes. Sometimes I, I like I know the work that is ahead of us. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fill it out. I'm just going to put what our priorities are and then I'll just share it with everyone. But then I have to be very reflective. I'm like, well, how are they really going to buy into it if they didn't, if their voice wasn't a part of this, if they didn't feel that this was um, truly our our need or should be our priority, you know, for this upcoming school year. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that a lot. So, um, Xavier, any last words as we we kind of wrap up um, our first podcast together? I'm so excited for this partnership. Yeah, yeah, no, super excited about it. I think, um, you know, we we know just uh, all the all the leaders that we are we're, we're we're talking to right now. We know that this is a very busy time for you. Um, I think to reiterate, take care of yourself. Um, make sure that you create some time uh, for you to be able to decompress and be able to, you know, be with your thoughts. Uh, but no, just know that the work that you're doing um, is important. Um, I know it's appreciated. Uh, and always remember, you know, what that why is, because that why is, is is what should be driving you and what, you know, can remind you of, you know, why you got into this in the first place. But I hope that, you know, the shared voice conversation, I hope that um, you were able to take away a couple nuggets from myself and Dr. Ryan, um, and I'm looking forward to future conversations. Absolutely. We thank you all so much for joining us. Hopefully, um, there's something that you took today that you're able to put into your leadership tool belt um, for tomorrow, understanding that as a school leader, it's truly important for us to, um, while we're creating these inclusive environments for our students, that we are listening to the voices of everyone. Remember, everyone that's affected by the work must affect the work. And so everyone should be a part of the conversation. We thank you and look forward to more resources and information coming from the Center for Diversity Leadership. 